You're listening to the MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update Podcast. It's Personal Finance Mondays, and last week we had a look at what it looked like to be married in community of a property and what advice we had for couples looking to do that or that have already entered into that space. Today we're taking a look at things from a slightly different angle. A lot of people decide to move in together before uh, getting married and that also comes with a set of variables that need to be looked at. I'm joined on the line by Head of Education and Money Coach at Worth, Haley Parry, to take a look at how you plan best for uh, moving in together, especially where it relates to finances. Good evening, Haley. Thanks so much for taking the time. How important is the money conversation before moving in together look it's it's critical right this is one of the biggest reasons that most relationships break up or marriages end it often comes down to the finances so if you want to give your new relationship the best possible insurance it would uh, from my vantage point be uh, start talking about money uh, the earlier the better now, Haley, when, when moving in together, there's obviously, you don't necessarily have to be married to someone to do that. Um, some people choose not to get married at any point after that as well. Uh, but there is still obviously a law that, that speaks to that uh, around people that are in a committed partnership that aren't necessarily legally married on paper. And that would affect how people are viewed as, as a union and how uh, finances are viewed, obviously. Yeah, so I think, you know, here we are in the month of love uh, talking about these things. And it's, it's probably a good reminder uh, to remember that most marriages, when they were set up historically, were often a financial arrangement between families. And I think it's good to keep this in mind because as society changed and moving in together became all about finding someone you loved and who you wanted to share your future with, It's like this notion of romantic love took priority. But the reality is that the moment you start sharing a bed with someone, you know, the chances are you are joining your finances together. When you decide to take it a step further by moving in together, you have to understand that there are now going to be financial implications linked to this choice. And the more proactive you are in getting on top of these financial implications, the better for you and the better for your partner and the better for your relationship. And so the thing about common law marriages, you know, what happens is, you know, you you living together and you're in a committed partnership, but there is actually not legal recognition around that in South Africa. Hmm. So there are some significant financial risks related to that. And, you know, one of them is if your partner passes away or, you know, even if you just split up, you're not legally entitled to share any of the assets, um, even, you know, including property. And and that even means, um, you know, perhaps you contributed to some of the purchase price. Perhaps you contributed to some of the costs that went into it uh, or the maintenance or the furniture, whatever it might be. And so, that's why I said getting a cohabitation agreement in place is a really critical step so that you're not taking anything to chance. You want to make sure that you're in the driving seat in terms of understanding how you are legally protected as you take your relationship to the next stage. Haley, so let's be proactive about uh, preparing for these conversations and having these conversations. You've got a three-point uh, plan, or there's a useful three-point plan out there that can be used. Uh, can you tell us more about this and what it entails? Yeah, so you know the, the basic point for any kind of um, financial relationship is that you need to meet one another where you're at currently. So when you start dating 
when you start getting more serious, perhaps, you know, the, the conversations when it comes to money also need to kind of match um, how committed the relationship is, is becoming. And so part of that is that you want to be talking about the things that are going to, you know, matter as you, as you move forward. These are the kind of things like, um, you know, how do you approach budgeting? Uh, what do you spend? What do you like to spend your money on? What kind of assets do you have? Um, and perhaps, you know, most importantly, your debt. How much debt do you have? And if so, are you paying it off? Or is it something that you're doing minimum repayments on? You know, and it, it's not only about understanding the numbers here. What you're trying to do is you're trying to have conversations where you need to understand where your partner's at. You need to understand whether or not you guys have the same value systems when it comes to money. You know, a lot of the time people think that these conversations are about the numbers. And actually, it's much more important to deal with the harder stuff, which is around our emotions linked to money. You know, everyone has different things that they come into relationships in particular with money because it depends on how you've been raised. It depends on what you earn. It depends on, um, you know, whether there was enough money in your household when you were growing up or there wasn't. You know, all of these factors come into play with how we like to tackle our um, our finances on a personal level. And now you've got to bring these two different personalities and ways of doing things together in a way that's going to work for both of you. So my piece of advice here is that you want to make sure that you're having these conversations in a safe space, you know, where you and your partner feel like you can share this information, that there's not going to be judgment about it. Because if there are differences, you're going to want to be able to work through them, right? Uh, and you don't do that by attacking the person. What we want to do here is attack the problem and not the person. And so that needs to be the foundation for moving forward when, you, when you're joining two lives together financially. You're very right about that, Haley. is that this is a very, very sensitive topic of discussion and it is very difficult to approach these sorts of conversations. Um, and what also makes it even further challenging when we're looking at these sorts of things is there's a conversation around setting up things like a cohabitation agreement and legalities often come across as someone perhaps not trusting a partner or uh, things that create a new headache and all of that. How do you navigate those sorts of legalities um, but keeping in mind that it's for the best or for the benefit of both parties yeah so I think you know you, you've absolutely touched on the the part that is often the thorniest that and uh, discussing how much you both earn right often that's something that people feel is private um, and not are not necessarily interested in sharing that even if it's with their partner and so those are the kinds of things that you need to navigate around and through sensitively I think around the the issue of putting together um, an agreement when you move in together or updating wills or policies or, you know, insurance products, all of these kind of things, you want to start from a place of understanding. So if you understand that your partner is nervous about a particular thing, you know, you want to make sure that that's addressed. And it's addressed not only in the, in the fact that you guys are talking about it, but that there is some... Um, kind of legal protection for that as well. I think the bottom line here is that it's common now uh, for people to understand that the reality is that things may not work out. And if that is the case, you want a document that is going to help you navigate exiting this relationship um, with as little pain for both parties as, as 
as possible. And, and the way you do that is by making sure that you discuss the hard things up front. And once it's discussed and tackled and put down into a document, then everybody can relax and get on with doing the fun stuff, um, you know, which is maybe going shopping for a TV and a couch together. You know, once you've had the hard discussion of who's paying for what and, you know, is, you know, is it based on what we earn or is it based on a percentage contribution? I think, I think one of the really important things to bear in mind here is that often the partner who earns the most tends to have the most power in these discussions. And so that power needs to be wielded really carefully. If you are the person who is earning more money than your partner, be sensitive to the fact that, you know, you need to navigate this in a way that is not going to diminish your partner. We have seen, you know, many cases of where those roles are reversed down the line, you know, and suddenly the other partner starts earning more. Um, and, and it does change dynamics. But if you're aware of it, you're obviously able to better manage it. And so it's all about navigating those conversations um, with sensitivity and the ultimate goal in mind, which is that we just want to get this um, to a place where we know everything is taken care of and then we can get on with the fun stuff. Have the difficult conversations so that the rest of the relationship is easier. Thanks so much for that, Haley. That was Haley Parry sharing some insights and thoughts around how to navigate moving in together and how to discuss finances. You've been listening to another MoneyWeb SAFM Market Update podcast, uploaded weekdays at 7 p.m. For more MoneyWeb podcasts, go to moneyweb.co.za or the app and follow MoneyWeb News for daily updates.